What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We and this bitch talking the recap of UFC 286, Edwards versus Usman 3, where that boy Leon Edwards stood his tall. But as always, before we hop into it, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment what you thought on the card. And these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick on win, I'm Concha. And I'm joined with... Hey, man, you already know. It's that boy, Kev. Water boy, boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E. AKA the realest motherfucker on your screen, but you didn't know I'm low-key a singer because I got a song for you. I heard all my dog Ariel Hawani. Notice how I said my dog Ariel Hawani showed it the other day. My boy said, walking along, singing a song, walking in the rocky wonderland. Hey, hey, there's only one Rocky Edwards. There's only one Rocky Edwards. There's only one Rocky Edwards. <laughs> Hey, Paul, man, I'm not going to lie to you. This was not the best card of the year. But this was a very, 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 very competitive card. There was every, I feel like every fight was, every fight either had something crazy happen, some cool shit went down, somebody was really, really complex, or, or it was just a standing bang fight and it was competitive. There wasn't really a lot of wrestling, I feel like, today, this week. But whew, UFC 286, we went to London. Before we get into the card, how do you feel about the crowd, Kelly? I heard the crowd was in all. London hasn't lived up to the first card in like many, many ways, not just the fights, but also the electricity, the crowd. And even they even came out bisping for his coverage on the fight. Like they even said the announcers were ass. It was like, that's fucked up because I'm pretty sure Bisping got inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he probably did. And it was fucked up. I don't know if he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I had I wasn't deep into the card because this swear the shit happened during the prelims, like the beginning of the prelims too. Like I know uh but, Spider got inducted. Anderson oh, oh, we could talk about that before we even get into the card. They had some good Hall of Famers now. Bisping, even though everybody has their opinion on Bisping. I wasn't around for the Bisping day, so I'm gonna look at him like, okay, he was fine. He did his thing and now he's an announcer. I don't watch his YouTube channel because he'd be wrong, he'd be as wrong as Chell Sonnen. But What's it called? I, I fuck with this thing. But then they had James Jens Pulver, and everybody on the live stream was screaming, "Yo, Jen, nobody deserves this more than Jens Pulver." And I was like, "Really? I thought he was just a. I thought he was just a fighter." Um, no reason why I know about him is because um he was the, one of the Ultimate Fighter coaches um when Nate Diaz was there. So Nate Diaz was on Team Pulver, and they wrote they wrote fuck Pulver, fuck Team Pulver on the wall, and that's when we really got to see the Stockton and Nate Diaz for the first time because Nate Diaz was like. Hey man, I'm Team Pover, man. So if you saying fuck that, you saying fuck me too. Who the fuck wrote this? Who the fuck wrote this? And this nigga like, and then that's when we learned that Nate Diaz don't give a fuck. Nate Diaz was in that bitch like, Nate Diaz came out the shirt. All he has is a rosary on, and he's talking about some. Hey man, I'm socking nigga in the mouth. I don't give a fuck. I was like, <laughs> this is the Nate Diaz I know. And same season, <laughs> Nate Diaz trying to fight the coach. <laughs> trying to find an assistant coach that season before in the back of the uh, like in one of the locker room scenes, Bruh. Nate Diaz, but that's but Jens Pulver. I gotta do more research on him. What's up? Who the fuck is Jens Pulver? I don't know too. I know the name. I know he's an OG, but I I, I don't know his resume. I can't. They, not that they said my boy. They said nobody deserved that more than him. So I was like, he was hitter like that. I mean, I thought he was a cool I coach. Mean, I I know. Was Relax. Like you went in the same class with Anderson Silva, and you're gonna say nobody deserved him more? Come on now. Let's but then, but then it was funny boy. because. They saw that because Jens Pulver came first, and then um, I want to say he came in early into the main um, early into the um, the main card, 
And then Anderson Silver comes in. And I swear it was perfect timing because comedian Romeo Mac had just flown in. So the first thing he says is, wait a minute, first off, Anderson Silver, hell yeah, you should have been in that motherfucker. And then he started doing his whole thing. So that shit was perfect. I got to flip that up. But Anderson Silver was a hitter, even though I'm an MMA casual. I didn't know any MMA at all, but I knew two people. I knew John Jones and I knew Anderson Silver. GSP. Eventually, I learned who Conor McGregor was. Nope. I knew John Jones. I knew Anderson Silver. And I know who Rampage Jackson because I'd be on YouTube and that motherfucker was wild. But I wasn't because of MMA. That nigga Brock was Lesnar. wild. I actually watched Brock Lesnar's first fight because it came on like normal TV, I swear. I swear that bitch was like, I was flipping through channels. Was and I was like, Spike TV or Fox. Bro, I was flipping through channels and I looked up and I was like, is that fucking Brock Lesnar? The fuck? And then he got his ass beat. I was like, the fuck is going on? It didn't even, I didn't even notice that they were fighting in an octagon. Like, that's how, like, random that was. Like, I was screaming, like, yo, is that Brock Lesnar? Is this a real fight? Oh, shit. Like, that's, re- I swear. But, um, it was a good card. But Anderson Silver definitely deserved that bitch in. I knew Anderson Silver was before motherfucking. I even knew what UFC exactly was. I knew, before I even knew MMA, I called it UFC. I knew Anderson Silver. And I feel like, Bro was cold. Like, I used to watch his highlights before. Like, I even watched this shit for I'm watching him just do this shit with his head. And, like, his instincts are see crazy. his highlight reel pop up somewhere on YouTube or some shit. He's always, like, yeah. He's like that. Bruh. But this is the interesting thing. He got put into the pioneer wing. How do you feel about that? Because I don't even know there were wings. But, like, once they said pioneer wing, I mean, he is a pioneer. But he's probably, like, not first ballot pioneer. Because, like, he, I swear he didn't retire. Like, he literally had a fight last year in boxing. Like, is he a pioneer still? I, just because he came at a time when there weren't many other greats. So I guess he he was pioneer because no one could stop him. I mean, until he broke his leg and then Chris Weidman got the dub. Chris Weidman was also a dog. But Anderson Silva, like, I, I would give him a pioneer just because he's an OG. Like, anyone come from, like, GSP didn't invent wrestling. He wasn't even a wrestler when he came in. But, like, I would still give GSP a, a, a pioneer badge because he was there and, like, he was doing MMA before everyone else was because he was mixing that shit in with his uh, everything else. Hell, yeah. So that shit's crazy, man. Definitely deserve that. I'd love to see it. I want to see when the Hall of Fame induction is. Like, is there going to be a big class of Hall of Fame? Because I'd be seeing people, I'd be seeing people get inducted to the Hall of Fame, but there have yet to be a Hall of Fame ceremony. I want to know how does that work. I think there is a ceremony, but we just uh, aren't too, too. I think they pop up whenever they do the awards and stuff. I'm not sure. That's fine. But on to this card, man. Tawul, my dog, Leon, Rocky Edwards, got the dub. But we'll come back to him. Where do you want to start first, man? You want to talk about how my dog got beat up in a unanimous decision to start off the card? Oh, <laughs> Juliana Miller? And yeah, Hardy, didn't, Hardy didn't fight for like three years. So like, it's crazy that like her first fight back, she just took out the, the ultimate fighter winner this year. Nah, this shit was bad because he, she posted a video on Twitter. And this is after I just spoke so highly of her because I kept sleeping on her during the ultimate fighter. And she went, and she posted a video. She, <laughs> I'm like, what the? Nick, niggas, is, niggas is clowning her in the group chat. And I'm just like, that's low key my pick. I low key said she was going to be a problem. This is why I don't say things. I gotta start picking against the opening favorite, just because I feel like the they don't know who's the real favorite in those opening fights for real, for real. That shit is fine. I mean, there are some great fights. Um, 
Oh my gosh, Jake Hadley knocking out Malcolm Gordon after Malcolm Gordon missed weight. But how he missed by how many pounds? Like oh, he missed by like four. I feel like yeah. it wasn't. And he still so, got yeah. feel that's crazy. In the first round. Yes. And Liverpool. I think Liverpool boy. I think the I think Chris and Duck is a Liverpool guy. Now that, um Jake Hadley's the one that knocked out on Malcolm Gordon. Oh I mean, yeah, Jake Hadley. I think Chris I think Chris Duck knocked out on Tudor, t- Tudor, Tudor. Yeah, Tudor. I mean, it wasn't, it was just a bang, like just a bang, no takedowns, 14 significant strikes, 14 total strikes by Chris Duncan, nine significant strikes. I want to talk that about Mohammed Makai if not tapping. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. So, like, it's funny. I, tell me how, tell me, tell me how'd you, how'd you, how'd you um, see that? Because that, that shit low-key made me throw up almost. Man, I, I just, even when I see the still picture on, the, like, the screenshot people posting, his leg is, his knee is here, his thigh is here, but his, the rest of his leg is literally all, it's just insane. I, I saw that he's flexible. They showed pictures of him doing splits and stuff, but I don't think flexibility is going to, his knee was literally backward. Oh, the swollen image. But that shit is insane. That's not his bone should have snapped out. Like that's absolutely. I've seen like I give it to Muhammad, but maybe he's truly built different because he said he'd rather die than be a quitter. Bruh, the fact that his knee is the size of his fucking head right now is insane. Like that boy's gonna be done for a little bit. And if he comes back, I promise you, if he comes back before October or. November, I would genuinely shit my pants because that motherfucker is built different. He and the fact that more hated prospects too. I don't know why the group should be shitting on him. Like he ain't the real deal, bro. He's twenty two. Like he he can be the prelims for the next two years, honing skills and really be a problem. And he don't give a fuck. The fact that Makayev doesn't give a fuck, and it's crazy the way he did it. So he didn't tap to that shit, nigga. Let's go. And then he gets the motherfucking he gets the um rear naked choke. And cranks his motherfucking neck until that motherfucker taps. It's insane. And he did this all on one leg. He's literally limping. I'm trying to go get the motherfucking choke. He's limping after he gets the tap. Like, what? Motherfuckers are built different. I'm got. I got. He's. If you want, if he went out there saying like, "Yo, I want to be known. I want to be respected, and I really want to have a motherfucker." I remember him now because that motherfucker was supposed to tap to that knee to that um. What's that shit called? Not the knee hook. Not him, whatever that show was called. No, um, and he's at flyweight. Like Moreno's my guy. He's gonna hold it down. You got Kai Car France who got liver kicked to oblivion by Moreno. Um, Biggie's leaving the division. Brandon Roy Vall. I mean, he's on the fucking prelims of. He's like fourth, fifth rank, and he's on the fucking prelims of uh, Can- UFC Kansas City that just got announced. And then you have like I just think Makayev could be the new face of flyweight. Like come, especially how young he is. If he comes, he could have a good Demetrius Johnson type run if he gets the belt young. Because there's like that weight class is not that stacked um, for him to be able. To, if he takes over soon, he might be able to hold it down for a long time. I mean, Brandon Moreno's a problem, but like eventually he is gonna get old, motherfucking. But what? But how do you feel about the shit itself? Because that was a crazy submission. Do you think he should have tapped? Because if because what if he's out? For the next, what if you get to see it's um a tweet that he's out for the next year and a half? Yeah, that's what they're saying on the live stream. They're like, he should have tapped. That was stupid. 
hey, sometimes, sometimes you just in the heat of the moment, in the battle, the adrenaline. He probably didn't know how bad his he he probably felt a lot. Don't get me wrong, he felt that shit, but he didn't know his leg was a fucking literally bent sideways at that moment. He was just like, damn, he locked me in good. How can I beat him before I I go out? Type shit. Like that's how right. I. Look. And he like hey, some people like maybe longevity wise shouldn't have did it, but in the heat of the moment, you don't have the the big picture in front of you. You just have you have someone in the cage trying to beat you. And that boy said, "Fuck that." And then his—he has—he has a promising future. I hope he continues to grow, continues to get better, and keep that motherfucking "I'll never give up" attitude because that's how you win championships, man. But on to the next fight. What fight are we talking next? Oh, um, there's a couple. There's a knockout by Osmos, and then there was the split decision fight, and then the Jack Shore uh, sub to round out the prelims. Bruh, he, he knocked him the fuck out. I remember this one right here. It was crazy because there was um Patterson's a I, home hometown dog too. Like he was hell yeah, yeah. And um his nickname was crazy. I can't remember what his nickname was. This shit was funny as fuck. Didn't matter. Bruh got bruh got bruh got, bruh got manhandled. And like it only took my dog Yanel landed fifteen, landed fifteen I had total fifteen strikes, landed fifteen strikes. The future. And he got that KO was vicious. Like that shit was insane. Let me see if I can pull it up. His nickname on UFC is the future. Wow. Oh. I feel like that's, that's one of the more corny is nicknames. Cause I've not corny, but it's just like you, you don't everyone there's like a, a handful of people with that nickname. It's just recycled. That's the word I like. And I want to say it was his debut. You know his debut? <laughs> Put on the show for a minute. It's just KO. Terrible. Oh my gosh. But that's the pre. Oh, oh! I'm gonna let you talk your dog. My boy, let you talk Shore. our guy. My boy, Jack let you Shore. talk our guy. That boy, Jack Shore, put in the work. And um, how you say it? Amir Khani. He's known for his BJJ. He's known for his grappling. He's known for the, the groundwork. So for it to be, um, that was one area that I was kind of worried for him, just because of his last performance, we saw Ricky Simone fucking manhandling him on the ground. And I was just like, I had I had hopes that Jack, because Jack Shore is not a bum on the ground. Ricky Simone was just in his bag. Like, Ricky Simone's a problem. So, Jack Shore, I was like, we'll see. We'll see. So, for him to get the rear naked choke, I, like, it, it felt good. I was like, all right. I feel like even helped him get over that mental that mental barrier that he may have had. The speech he gave afterwards started tearing up. Everything, I was like, damn. Like, I don't know. I, I really be riding for this guy. Like he he really be like some movie type shit for me. What he said? He was he was just like thank you, family, God. It's like um this has been a long time coming. Like um shout out my people in Wales type shit. Like uh you know he, he just got that was the one part where I was just like okay, I felt like no other fighter in their home territory was giving out some real deal speeches like that. And this was the, uh, that was that's what made the first UFC London so great was the the after the fight Sarah like Molly jumping over the cage Patty screaming on the mic all that like you know like so it needed a little bit more of that but nah, that rounded out the prelim. I'm trying to see if I can find this card for the next fight, but introduce the next fight first, homie. 
We got Marvin Vittori getting a unanimous decision over the Lazzi. I thought he won. I thought he did enough to win, but um, I agree with Kev's tweet earlier on the day. The 30-27 was kind of a crazy, crazy take on the fight. One of the I'm, trying to a, I'm trying to find the judges' scorecards right now. For that fight? But that fight was so interesting. It was 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. That shit is crazy. Oh, hold on. I found the official scorecards. Oh, it's a wrap. So I want to know who the fuck scored that bitch 30-27. Paul Sutherland. Oh, I heard he I heard his name before a couple of times on the Twitter block. Yeah, he's drunk as fuck. So he scored a 30. He gave Marvin sort of all three rounds. Um Marvin and then everybody else just gave um Roman two nines on um, the nine in the second and third, which I agree. I think in the first round, Roman Roman definitely did what he did. I don't think Vittori, and it was crazy because Vittori could not strike with him in the first round, but he kept striking. I don't think Vittori went for any takedowns. He might have went for figuring it out too. And it was the leg kicks. Like that second round, he threw a lot of leg kicks. He stayed competitive. Roman and Roman, he might have a nose problem, but it looked like he was breathing out his mouth after like the first 10, 15, 20 seconds into the fight. Might have a nose problem or something. But Vittori figured would figure it out. He started scoring a lot of points with those legs kicks. And then in the third round, you would in the beginning, I would have gave it to Roman, but those last two minutes, Vittori just took over. And then he just seemed like the difference between his fight against Rob versus this fight. When he fought Whitaker, he got really, really um really Man frustrated. Handled. Yeah, he was getting manhandled definitely, but he was getting frustrated. And it was funny because, like, we was talking shit about – um, I, well, I was talking shit about Vittori because I'm like, yo, Vittori's big as fuck, right? He looks like – he's probably, like, the second biggest in his division behind Alex. This motherfucker, I feel like I've never seen him throw any punches that rock anybody or daze anybody. Like, he might just be a big bitch. Like, low-key. Like, he might be like, you know how when Tyson went on – when Deontay Wilder was calling um, Tyson Fury on pillow hands? I think yeah. that's what he is. Like, that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, yo, he might just be a big bitch. Like, he might be big for no reason type shit. But he showed in this fight. He went for no takedown and still got the split decision. 30-27. Break. 30, oh, unanimous decision. But 30-27 is crazy. Yeah, I mean, MMA and Paul Southern, I know I've heard his name a few times. But Tori, he, someone was making a good case. Like, if fucking everyone was to bail out and it was Vittori versus Alex Piera, Vittori has a good shot of winning that fight because of the wrestling, just because of pure wrestling. Like, and it, someone was like, but, you know, that's the same thing where that, is that fight ever really going to be made? Not unless Vittori can beat Whitaker because, like, Whitaker is automatically, like, next in line. Because there's that next, like, Whitaker shows that there's a level between him and the next guy every time he fights outside of Izzy. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's how that shit goes. But on to the next one. You got to talk to Fraud Check. Casey O'Neill, she got fraud checked nine and one now. Jennifer Maya was as old as shit, and she she was in, out there out boxing. Uh, Casey O'Neill, that's what Casey O'Neill has been kickboxing since she was legit. Like this is one of her bread and butters, and like she did not have her unanimous decision. Like Jennifer Maya left no question unturned on who won that fight. I mean, so I mean, definitely it was definitely um Jennifer Maya did that, but I don't think you know how like in basketball they'd be like. I don't think it was so much that we lost, but the other team won. And it's not so much that the other team won, we beat ourselves. 
Like, you know how they be saying that in basketball and football and shit? Yeah. It's very similar to this fight. So, Jennifer Maya definitely won, but fraud check. From motherfuckers be out here running around screaming that she got fraud checked is kind of crazy. Because, like, what? But I will say this. Jennifer Maya came in and she pushed the pace. Like, the fact that Casey O'Neill is that young and Jennifer Maya came in and pushed the pace on her the way she did. I love Jennifer Maya's pacing. And it's not like these are bad rounds that she was losing. It's just Jennifer Maya really just pulled up, pulled up with the experience. I feel like in this fight, Jennifer Maya stayed consistent. She she watched films, she knew when she knew what combos would work. She never did anything too crazy at the game plan. And she pushed the pace and she kept everything going and the cardio was there. I think by the 10th round, me personally, I believe, um, not 10th, but third round, I believe that Casey O'Neill won that round. She got a 10 on two of the Georgia, two, two of the judges' scorecards, she won that round. Except for Vito. Vito, 30-27. But I'm not going to trip about this one. I, I tripped about the last one. So, it's not it's not that Casey O'Neill lost. It's just like, she lost, but I feel like Jennifer Maya just really showed, like, she jumped in the fountain of youth because I feel like she didn't look that good in her last fight. And I don't think she might, I don't think she'll look that good in her next fight. Like, this is a camp. She looked like she's been working over time. She probably, like, Gabriel made a point that she looks like she may have gotten a new striking coach or something because she just came up ready. So I respect Jennifer Maya for doing what he did. Anybody who said Casey O'Neill got fried checked on Twitter can see me because y'all are tripping. Like, Casey O'Neill is going to come back. She's only going to get better. She's young as fuck. And that's her first loss. Congratulations. Niggas got to lose. She just waited till she got to the UFC to lose. A lot of motherfuckers do it before they get there. And damn, and uh, I know she has some people in the stands for her. I know she's in New Zealand, but she be training out there in the uh, UK area. She cool people. I fucked with her. I think that she's still a good. I think she's a great fighter, and I think she's not Aaron Blanchfield, but she for her to be as young as she is, she can, she's gonna make some noise in her division unless she pulls like the learn unless she goes along Murphy Rock. And then let's jump into a quick fight. It was a first round submission. Gunner Nelson, that was the one I, I told you there was going to be a difference and uh, like Gunner can take people down and there's a world level BJJ once he gets you there. And he, he did some fancy shit with the arm bar. That shit was hella clean. He, uh, uh, the way he uh, hooked that one in. Oh uh, yeah, that shit was crazy. So first off, fuck Brian Barberino. I don't know why, believe me. I really thought you was, um, I got him mixed up with somebody else because I was looking at his fight. No, I got him mixed up with Fazeed because I was like, oh, yeah, that's a dude that fought RDA. I remember he beat RDA. No. No, 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 no. But he wasn't Morcano either. But Gunnar Nelson is like, this is actually crazy. So shout out that boy Knuckles. So Knuckles called when Romeo Matt came into the live stream on Saturday. Knuckles was like, Romeo was like, what you got gambling on? Knuckles said, yo, my lock is Gunnar Nelson by submission first round. Book it big money. But Knuckles lives in Missouri, so he can't gamble. <laughs> like, so so he was like, so he was thinking about he was talking about like, man, but at this point, and this is before he even before the fight even got to that. He's like, man, at this point, bro, I think I'm about to motherfucking change my VPN to Illinois or something. And so that way I could just start um, I could start saying I'm from there and then go and collect my cash. I'll even get a bank out there in Illinois if I got to, and then just go pick up my cash out there. And I was like, I don't think you should have said that like on a streaming thing, but hey, that's a good idea. But he be hitting sometimes, and like he called this fight. So the fact that Gunny is what we call him now. We now we go get into the archers versus um the archers versus gun guns guns discussion that started because of this because it all 
um, Gunna Nelson's name. But Gunny taught us, man, we got to trust the gun in the words of comedian Romeo Mack. Because not only did he get the um, the submission, but he could have hit him like nine different ways. Like the arm bar was just the most beautiful and effective one or come right there. The way he switched, he was maneuvering. He was literally getting them right, isolating the arms, doing whatever he needed to do. And I'm just like, me, I know nothing about BJJ. But comedian Romeo Mack, on the other hand, was um, – is currently working on BJJ, getting his um, belts up, getting his belt up and shit like that. So he was calling out. He's like, yo, he's about to do this. No, no, he could do this. Oh, shit, he has a kimura. Oh, shit, wait a minute. Is that an arm bar he's about to set up? Oh, shit, he got on. That shit was crazy. He probably had like nine different submission options. He just chose the arm bar. I'm going to stay tuned on Gunnar Nelson because this is a fight I picked Brian Barbarina thinking, eh, Gunny, don't know him. Kind of old. Stands like Connor, but they're saying like he Loki might be the best person to come out that SBJ gym in Ireland. But Gents BJJ is world class. Like he he showcased it here. His last fight against Sato, he literally just took the back all three rounds and just was effortless too every time. So like he can really set up with anybody, and if he can get them to the ground, he can make anyone lose. But I also put him in the same category as Paul Craig, where like he's very one dimensional with that. He has a karate style stance when he fights, so it's, he, he he's not the best striker. And then all of a sudden, but if he can get you to the ground with his BJJ, he's a different athlete. He looks like a, just a gentleman's brawler. Like maybe it's because he's from Ireland, and that's probably like his 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 style is probably normal out there. But to me, he looks like some motherfucker I seen on TV. He looks like a motherfucker that you will pull pull your pants all the way up here, and he said, "Oh, you wanna go? You wanna go? You wanna tussle? You wanna tussle?" Like, he looks like one of them boys. Yeah. He's definitely he's from, like, one of those little areas, too. <laughs> That's just funny. But, hey, he's cool. I fuck with Gunnar Nelson. I'm a fan. I'm only going to be watching his highlights because I bet you, like, he's going to be one of my favorite submission artists artists, and um, by the end of the year. Then we had what people were already saying was fight of the year category before it started. Did it live up to the hype, Kev? Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Vazib. Did it live up? Is it definitely a candidate for fight of the year? Oh, man. I was with fifth graders earlier today at my own program at school. So, like, you know, you know when you go to a fifth, when you go to a group of little kids, you're like, hey, how's everybody doing? And they tell them, come on, man, let's do it some more. Paul, we got to get, yo. Justin, the highlight Gaethje. Pulled up to London, fought that boy Raphael Fazid, and it was a banger. Like, it was a banger. I'm like, I think what our problem is when it comes to Justin Gaethje fights is that he's our he's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. So you're thinking that he's going to come in this bitch and just do a bunch of crazy shit, you feel me? Like, and then, and then so throughout the process, we're hyping him up. Yo, this is going to be crazy because you got to remember his fights against Dustin Poitier. But you got 48, 48. But you gotta remember motherfucking his fight against Tony Ferguson. I think that's the that's the Justin Gaethje we saw against Rafael Fazid. Motherfuckers were shook. Bro was using his jab, making shit all uncomfortable for Rafael Fizzy. Motherfucking Ah man, he was doing everything he could. And he kept saying in um promo, he's like, yo. We just gonna beat the shit out of each other. That's what he did. It was a stand and bank fight pretty much most of the time, which was crazy because this man, Justin Gaethje, went for a shot and took it. I think he went for two shots and he took him down the second time to end the fight. And I was like, this motherfucker is what you call a performer. 
Like this motherfucker is a definition of a superstar performer, like class act. He's gonna put on a great show every time. You might not cop his album for real, but when you find out he's in your city, you pulling up to the concert because you know it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be bitches. Justin Gaethje, I understand the hype now because this was a standing bank fight. They're going back and forth. He was doing his thing, hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. But he did his thing. And then even in the um, I'm trying to see who scored this bitch a 10-8, because somebody scored. Oh, what's it called? Paul. <laughs> Paul mm-hmm. Sutherland. He, he gave that boy just to get you a third round 10-8. Like that's the banging that he was doing. I think it was because of the takedown. Once he saw that takedown, he said, Oh, immediately aiding him. Destroyed <laughs> him. But yeah, I understand the hype behind Justin Gaethje now. I'm a fan. I'm going to enjoy every fight I see. I get to see from now on because there's not going to be many more. And then we, I'm going to watch the Dustin Poirier fight, and I'm only going to be praying that that's the next one. That has to be the next one. We open for it, and uh, I will say, like it's kind of this kind of remind me of whenever like in basketball, there might be a team that's more skilled. But then they go up against a team that's more rugged in the trenches with it. Like they 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 throw the elbows. They fucking they they're playing, they're setting the picks a little extra hard. Like you might have all that little finesse with you. You might have all the skill and finesse. But when shit gets a little dirty, how are you gonna react? And uh I feel like that's what Gage he took him into the the dirty sewer is <laughs> gonna see like how how is Fazeev, who's like I would say almost like a I wanna say pretty boy, but he's a, a flashy fighter. Everything is finesse. So it was a, a different kind of look for how how is he going to react when somebody's bringing the pressure to him and making it dirty, like making it real grimy. And- I respect it. And I think this fight was crazy because even if you look at the scorecards, they're crazy. So the first scorecard, you got Busy running round one and Justin Gaethje winning the last two. And that's from Mark Collette. The second scorecard, you got your, your homie Paul. He gave Busy both the first, both the first and second round. But then he gave Justin Gaethje a 10 8 in the third. So they got, so that was a tie. That was a tie scorecard. In the next one, they gave Justin Gaethje the first round, but they gave Fizzy the second round and gave Justin Gaethje the last round. So, like, I really felt, me personally, I think it could have been 29 28 either way. That 10 8 third round. Uh, uh, now that I, uh, I'm not going to give you a. I'm not gonna give you an extra. I'm not gonna give you the eight just because you got taken down in the last second. You're probably tired. You wasn't expecting it. I'm not tripping. But I saw 29-28 Justin Gaethje this fight, and Justin Gaethje showed like he's the fucking highlight for a reason. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was a perfect, perfect fight to lead into the main event, which honestly it could have went either way. I mean it was 50-50 on the picks. I felt like from every, I mean at least on our show 50-50, and uh, it's only one. Leon did it in front of the hometown. The, one of the legend, like, that shit was so wrong when he did the headshot when Kamara pulled up. This is this was fight was so was the rawest changing of guards possible. So the storyline is there. They fought in Orlando 2015. Kamaru Usman wrestled the fuck out of bro. Straight up. Straight up. Every time I look at this fight, I'm like, yo, Leon Edwards was truly him back then too. But he just got his ass wrestled. Only looked better. Even when he was looking at Kamaru after he won, he was like, bro, this man's not better than me. Like, he, I really feel like he went in, he left that arena saying, yo, this man's not better than me. I don't want him to see him again. And now you got to watch Kamaru Usman rise and rise and rise. Get the welterweight championship. Become pound for pound number one. Be one of the three kings. 
getting his um getting his um spot in um Black Panther, pulling up to the ESPYs with um going out to events with Kevin Hart and all this shit, doing big doing big dog shit. He got his motherfucking stylist, and you over here just getting you over here getting the, the worst because you got that loss now, motherfucking. You got it. Nobody wants to fight you because they know you got some of the best hands in the UFC. Motherfucking. And you're getting a whole fight's getting canceled. People coming out. What's it called? Well, he had the fight against Tyron Woodley in the O2 canceled because of COVID. Motherfucking his fight against Hosmont canceled because he almost died. Motherfucking his fight against Bilal, no contest. Like, Leon has gone through it. Even with, um, and then even with his fight against Nate Diaz, everybody was talking shit because of Nate Diaz on rocked him in the end. So, like, motherfucking Leon had to go through it while Kamaru Usman was just living the life. He was grinding, working hard. Leon comes back, kicks the fuck out of homie, takes his belt. And now you bring the energy that they had with this promo, talking shit back. Leon becomes, I don't even consider Leon English no more. I think he's, I, I'm only looking at Leon as Jamaican. He's the Jamaican man that lives in England. Cause that's that's what that's his Jamaican side came out with this motherfucking card, bro. I mean, talking shit at the interview, like I this I'm gonna post a clip on Totally Blitz tonight, um, probably tomorrow. But I we should have known this motherfucking Leon Edwards was a problem when they was at the interview and they said that Kamaru wants gonna show him who he was, like who he is. Kamaru was beating the fuck out of him for four and for what four from three and a half rounds, almost four four three. Three and seven eighths, seven eighths of a round, and then motherfucking he gets the head, he gets kicked, headshot, dead, and what Kamaru Usman's like, yo, I'm gonna show him, I'm gonna show him what's up, I'm gonna show him who he is. Some interviewer asked Leon, how did he feel about Kamaru Usman saying that? This motherfucker laughed. He said, <laughs> and I was like, where did I see that before? What if I seen that before? So I'm going through my meme bar. I'm like, who's done that? And then I look at the the um video of LeBron right before they came back from 3-1 in the finals because Clay Thompson was talking shit. He goes, <laughs> same laugh. I was like, oh, we should have known, homie, was the issue. But the promo was great. The, I don't know why Kamaru Usman came up to him in the first place, but he said, yo, I got you. Even at the weigh-ins, this man coming in Kamaru Usman's face, let's go, let's go, Kamaru Usman, you talking shit? He said, you fuck, boy. He didn't say, he said, you Fuck, boy. Like, I'm like, this man talking to Kamaru Usman like that? Kamaru, no, come Head this big. Kamaru Usman? Wow. But he came in ready. Like, he came in and he pulled it and he proved it in the fight. I think the first round, you definitely got to give to Leon. He did his thing. Oh, wait. What am I doing? I got the scorecards. Everybody gave Leon the first round. And then this is when shit got crazy. So this is when this fight got interesting at certain points because... They gave um, what's it called? So Leon won the first round, and you could have gave it either or to um the second round either or. Like one person gave Kamar Usman the second round, two people gave Leon the second round, and then the next round Leon gets um I want to say Leon was holding the cage. Was yeah, that when Leon was holding the cage and they took the point for that? So yeah, and that cold, that cage hold was fucking terrible. Like. The first, like, let the ref let it slide the first time, but he did that like at least four times. I mean, just blatantly held the fucking case, and the ref's like, her being like, bro, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I have no choice. So, it four times, bro. <laughs> and, then, and I want to say there was another foul. Um, 
not enough. Oh, he was um grabbing Kamaru's um glove when um, Kamaru was taking him down. And that was in the first round, but they didn't take a point off of that. And then it was crazy because in the second, I want to say it was the second round. It could have been the beginning of the third. Kamaru Usman is all the way in the middle before her being in the sense, let's fight. Like, they hit the bell, and Leon's looking like, bro, what the fuck is he doing right here? So, like, there's a good 10 seconds of, like, yo, get your ass back. And then her being like, hey, yo, now you get your ass back. All right, now fight, motherfuckers. <laughs> so this I'm fight just had you, everything. Bro. It had everything you needed. It was upsetting. It was, there was so much, there was just so much adrenaline in the air. The masculine urge to say, ah, was in the air. You feel me? And this is, but that round got interesting because Leon lost that round. That was one of the rounds that Kamaru Usman was actually wrestling with him. He took him down um, with a beautiful single leg. I was like, where the fuck has this been all fight? But that was the only round I feel like, in my opinion, Kamaru Usman won for him. I don't think he won any other rounds. And then, who is it? Motherfucking who's Ben Cartlidge agrees with me. and But David Lebethi gave um. Kamar Usman the second round. I still would have gave the um, third round to the second round to um, Leon. But everybody had the same thing. 48. Oh no. Dave left me scored up his 47-47. But after that, after that um third round, I don't think Kamar Usman did anything. I don't understand. Everybody was screaming, what's the problem? Like this isn't Kamar Usman. It didn't really look like the Nigerian nightmare for real. Like he wasn't getting the take. He wasn't wrestling at all. He was putting Leon on the fence and like those were his perfect times to shoot. But he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't pulling the trigger. I don't know if it is the knees, if it's shots. You don't know what exactly happened. But, and then the worst part is when he did shoot a lot of the times, besides for the third round, they weren't nice shots. They weren't great yeah. shots. And then, so, because Leon already doesn't have to worry about the motherfucking submission, he's either getting, he got straight back up or he motherfucking just hand fought. He just hand fought and got up out of there. He kind of made Kamaru Usman really look 35. And I'm a Kamaru Usman fan. And uh, I knew it was crazy on the takedown defense and him. I saw him getting out of it by hand fighting and in the circling and then kind of putting Usman on the cage and then retreating. And at one point, Usman was two for five on takedowns. And he ends the fight four for 15. Like, Leon Edwards, I, like you said, the third round was when Usman got it. But after that, like, Leon Edwards is not going back to the mat. Nah, dead ass, man. And shout out, man. That boy showed the Rocky Edwards reign is here. And it's here to stay. I'm mad I didn't. Um, that fight was, that fight showed that, like, yo, he is the best. He came up. This is, this was the, one of the premier divisions in the motherfucking UFC. And he's the motherfucking king right now. And you want to know why? Because there's only one Rocky Edwards. There's only one. Rocky Edwards. <laughs> but Paul, man, what's the future for this division, man? Dana saying Kobe's the next fight, which I still think is crazy that I'm not even gonna get too deep into that. But Bilal posted a text message to his trainer saying, Hey, I might be fighting in London against Kobe. So Kobe, if that's true, that means Kobe denied. Kobe um Kobe said no to um the ball fight. Ended up still cutting weight, made weight become the backup fighter and then now he's going to be in the championship he's going to be in the next championship fight and leon literally looked at him and said i don't know what the fuck why did kobe get the next fight what did he do he has he beat matt he hasn't fought in over a year and a half and it's not like he was injured he just sat and then motherfucking his last fight was against jorge masvidal 
So then, I, who does Leon Edwards want to fight? Because I feel like Leon Edwards is probably going to want to fight Belial because he was already winning that fight. And I think Belial has the best resume to get the fight. But Kobe, I mean, he was the only person before anybody else was the only person we thought could even stand a chance to lose. Like, I yeah. was just like lunch food before Leon Edwards beat him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we. You know me. I think Kobe's a wrestling-ass motherfucker. But I think if Masvidal had better, um, better cardio and wasn't and didn't take it as take this um fight to as hard as he wanted to and just thought technically and just got in great shape for it, I think he could have. I really think he could have won that fight because I think he could have stopped Kobe in that um fourth round. Kobe in the fourth round. But I look at this like Leon said he wants to win a. He says the Masvidal fight would be smooth. But like it's because there's a storyline behind it, but Masvidal is not beating Gilbert Burns. So Gilbert Burns, I think, I first I was thinking like Gilbert Burns is probably the best person for the um, Stone fight, and I think he is. But I don't think the next one just because you can make the argument he lost to Hasma. Yeah, like, Hasma also didn't make weight. It's hard to put him in a title fight when you can't. And make he's weight. not. Oh, Hasma's going to one eighty five. Dana yeah. already said it. Dana's like yo. They're, I think what they're trying to do is put um Hazmat and Rob. But they just got to see um I call him Rob because of these mm-hmm. Bobby Knuckles, motherfucking against um. Uh, but they got to see what happens with Izzy and Alex because if Alex motherfucking you got they just got to see what happens with Izzy and Alex. But um I understand Kobe. I'm not tripping because Bilal, you could say that he could get a title shot. But at the end of the day, like the people he did beat to get that title shot was like Sean Brady. And then I can't remember who he fought before that, but it was oh he beat Luke, but like we don't know what Luke is right now. So like he beats names, it's a nice resume, but at the time it's not like he really like he's for sure without a doubt the title shot. It was just like we wanted him because we haven't beat him yet. So I'm not tripping on whoever gets the title shot. I think of him and Kobe that promos, those promos would be fucking crazy. Yeah, and I think that's what Dan will see. He's like, well, why not make the biggest promo possible? Because the other biggest promo is gonna be Masvidal, but no one wants to see Masvidal. Like nobody, other than Dana, like I no MMA fan really wants I'm, to see Masvidal get like a fourth title shot in two, three years. Yeah, that's crazy, and it's just because it's a title shot. Like I wish it was just like if Leon. I wish they just tried. They just made the fight before Leon Edwards got the belt, because like that would just just move, close that out, and it kept it moving. But I think it's really everybody's waiting to see what happens with Shopcock. Like I think they probably set up Kobe versus um I think what they're doing, they'll probably do is they'll set up Kobe versus Leon. Motherfucker, you got Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal, and then you probably got Shopcock, and then you got Shopcock versus um Shopcock versus Believe um Bilal. Bilal. And I think the winner of I think it'll probably be like Gilbert Burns versus Shavkat. And I think that and then that's how they're gonna decide who gets the championship fight after um the Kobe versus Leon fight. But it's just like the MMA math is motherfuckers. Yeah. And Islam called out motherfucking Leon too, says he wants to see him in Abu Dhabi. Islam knows he could beat someone like that. I see. Max said the same thing. He's like, yo, that's an easy one for Islam or Islam knows for sure. I'm like, I don't think so. I think we're not respecting Leon Edwards because I don't think Islam can strike with Leon. Hey, people thought that when, uh, when he fought Oliveira. Yeah, they say, but I think they said, but I think that was more like 
I think even those punches were like vicious, but they were vicious. They were fast, and they had great range. But like, it's not like he was spazzing with the punches. He dropped them. You don't like, have to spaz with the punches. You just use that to set up the opening. But this is the Leon though, and then we just saw his takedown defense against Kamara Usman. But they're also talking about Usman may retire. No, Usman said he's fighting again. He is. That was the rumor. Yeah. They were, we were saying that beforehand too, like. He said he's fine again. He's going to try to make one more run to the title. I mean, who's going to beat him? I mean, if his knee, well, we can give Leon Edwards the props, but there's also the possibility that Usman's knees is gone. No, Usman's knees are gone, and he's been fighting on terrible knees this whole time. But, like, but now it's 35. That's what I'm saying. He might be past the point of the, being able to take people down. With, but when we see when we see him fight Kobe, we're going to see, like, oh, he does have great takedown defense. But before anything, we're going to see his hands are there. Like, you do not want to strike with this guy for nothing. That's not a good idea. That is not a good – and because he's so patient, he's calculated, and he doesn't gas out. So, like, what we saw in Utah really might have been the truth. That elevation fucked bro up because he came in this bitch ready. He came in fucking huge. It really looked like the rock at all motherfucking WrestleMania along 32 or something. I can't remember which one he fought on John Cena. Motherfucking – this man, Leon, is, I'm telling you, like, please don't sleep on him no more, Paul. What's you know, this Kobe. I, I think he might be able to beat Shaka, too, though, Keep. No, I think I think we're going to see a short reign from Leon Edwards, unless he fights Masvidal or unless he fights Belial, because he already knew. Think him. about it. Think about it. Jeff Neal didn't look too did, – Jeff Neal was over there piecing up Shaka a little bit, and Leon got hands on Leon, who you like, who you like better than striking, Leon or Jeff Neal? Say, I also like shock on BJJ. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to find out because we've seen that it's hard to get Leon to the mat. And it was hard to get because he didn't take down on he wasn't getting um Jeff Neal down like that either. And motherfucking Shopcott doesn't move his head for nothing. This man was not Jeff Neal and he also submitted Neil Magny. He submitted, yeah, he submitted these motherfuckers standing up. He submitted Jeff Neal standing the fuck up. That shit was crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm going to watch him beat the fuck out of Kobe. And then... When oh, he, no. He I, like Kobe. I think Kobe then. even opened as the favorite on betting sites. So did Usman. No, I'm just saying, like, he's, like, even the people in Vegas said not. We said the same thing about Usman. I'm telling you, this man, Leon, is exactly who, who we think he is, and it's a problem. And he's, and he's what, I think he's only 31, right? Yeah, I just I just don't trust his takedown defense was very legit because I don't I'm way Usman was fighting the way he was like you said he wasn't able to shoot he was just his hand fighting and getting just clinching it wasn't like a real shoot chain wrestling that I think Kobe's gonna be doing nonstop with that five round cardio. But you also gotta remember like I understand wrestling very very well and I look at that shit so like I also can see like when somebody is when somebody's like their shots aren't. Like, I'm looking at Usman, like, bro, you got to take a way deeper shot if you're going to try to take this motherfucker down. His legs are not going for that. Especially, like, even the fact that Usman saw him on the cage and wasn't immediately trying to do what he does to motherfuckers on the cage told me, like, oh, okay. I think it's more Usman can't do what he used to do against people in the cage. I agree with you. But I'm sure I'm, I, will, I would bet money. If we want to bet cribs, we can bet cribs, motherfucking... This man, when he fights Kobe, he's gonna show like, okay, 
I really can stop wrestling. I'm if as of right now, that's what I think is gonna that's what I think. But that was a banger of a card, man. It was a good I give it a good seven and a half, seven point eight five, so that way you can round it up to an eight and um in certain um in certain on certain days. But I liked it, it was good, a lot of good fights, the good a couple stops. It was crazy competitive, I feel like. I feel like there weren't too many stops, especially not in the main card. Yeah, I don't think there was any stops. And there was one stop in the mission. Yeah, there was only one stop. And, like, the judges had to work a lot this card. That's how I felt like. But, Paul, you got anything else to say to them people's man? No, we're going to – hopefully the next UFC London more has a – the crowd gets more into it. No, it's funny. The funniest thing, I think, was – Probably the fact that Tom Holland was there, and I don't remember seeing him on the broadcast. Like, you had to look into Leon Edwards' corner, and it was like, oh, and then Romeo Matt was like, hey, sh- oh, shit, Tom Holland's there. And then I was like, really? And then after the fight, you see Tom Holland backstage dapping up Leon Edwards. You're like, oh, this nigga really was there. Why is he not on the car five times? They over here showing like KSI, the people from motherfucking, just like a bunch of random, and it's the UK, you feel me? I don't, we don't know their stars like that. Maybe these people were like, are gods where they come from. But like we just looking like, who the fuck is this? If you don't get this motherfucker off. And like there's some people we feel like there's no way they watch him in there. They definitely got paid. They definitely got the um the cards, the um tickets for free and it would help their brand by being by showing up. Nah but I ain't got nothing else we need to say. It was a good card. I give it a seven. Hey man, but if that's it man, this has been a totally blitz podcast man. My name is Kev Water Boy Savoy. I'll be at the next UFC London card. With my dog Thomas at Thomas of Casual. And I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him concert. Pray for my dog. My dog don't feel good. My dog is feeling the blues. <laughs> but he still came out late night. It's 1151. He still came to make sure we got y'all got this motherfucking episode. So shout out my boy. And we're gonna catch y'all on the next one. You dirty bitches. Measurements, plug here, let them in Passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regiment Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been I got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't nothing new, it ain't season maxing All I say is true, you better stop your capping Lacking, we leave your ass all in the passing